welcome to zero down shots from the economics podcast of miranda house today we will delve into carbon emissions trading in today's world everything we do has a social cost from as small a scale as driving our car to the large scale industries we are somehow contributing to the damage to our environment through emissions so while we are ensuring our economic development it's at the cost of nature a cost we have been in debt of for a long time Following this drastic inequality, economists and environmentalists came up with a system to reduce this environmental degradation by paying for the social cost but still letting agencies profit from it. This is how carbon emissions trading was established. You must be thinking that can something like carbon emissions be traded in the market? Let us tell you. There is a huge international market for it out there. Carbon emission trading is a market-based system that aims to reduce greenhouse gases that contribute to global warming. Particularly carbon dioxide emitted from fossil fuels burning while creating new opportunities for the corporate profit through trade. This system follows the insight of the Coetian model which states that the social cost could be accounted for by negotiating property rights according to a particular objective. here the social cost to be borne being carbon emissions and the objective being reduce them at the lowest possible cost there were possible provided that equity and the market to be traded within to put it simply it literally allows buying and selling of each unit ton of carbon dioxide you emit as an opportunity cost for the economic activity you conducted Carbon trading came into effect after the Kyoto Protocol, an international treaty that extended the 1992 United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, obliging state parties to reduce greenhouse gas emissions based on the scientific consensus that global warming is occurring and that the man-made CO2 emissions are driving it. Countries that agreed to the Kyoto Protocol were assigned maximum carbon emission levels. for a specific period and participated in carbon credit trading now let's learn how the process works so carbon trading requires companies and other entities to pay for each ton of carbon dioxide they release into the atmosphere it basically takes two main forms cap and trade and offsetting a cap and trade program limits the total amount of co2 that certain facilities can emit This is the cap set accordingly for different companies and countries observing their needs. The government or intergovernmental bodies like the European Commission issue a limited number of permits called emission allowances, each of which grants the holder the right to emit a ton of CO2. By limiting the supply of allowances, the government puts the cap on the sector's total emissions, which usually decreases each year so that the market retains its value. while at the same time forcing a reduction in the overall level of pollution all of this falls under the cap part these allowances can either be auctioned by the government or given freely to regulated firms which can then trade allowances amongst themselves the trading component of such a scheme does not actually reduce any emissions it simply gives the companies the right to trade extra carbon permits and that's why it's also referred to as flexible mechanism So if a firm doesn't have enough permits then it can either cut back its emissions or buy permits from another firm for a given permit price some firms will find it cheaper to reduce emissions than others and will sell their permits if there are too many of such firms in the market the price of permits 
the total number of which is set in advance by the cap will decline due to the oversupply inducing some firms to reduce their emission reduction efforts only when a demand supply equilibrium is reached as required in oil markets meaning that the price of permits is just right will the number of permits offered for sale by firms that can reduce emissions at low cost be equal to the number of permits demanded by firms for which emissions reductions are costly this whole process of trading ensures that there is a unique price for all the firms coordinating their production and drives down emissions to the level allowed under the cap as the most cost effective for everyone the second type of carbon trading is offsetting instead of cutting emissions at source companies and sometimes international financial institutions governments and individuals finance emission saving projects outside the capped area for example if it costs 45 dollars to reduce a ton of co2 in a swiss power plant emitter and 10 dollars to reduce a ton of co2 in tanzanian based to energy project plants then it will be best for the swiss power company to continue business as usual instead of investing in energy efficiency measures to reduce ghg emissions instead it can invest in the waste to energy projects in tanzania and earn carbon credits which can then later be used for compliance in the emissions trading scheme heading it emissions trading systems generate incentives to reduce the carbon emission where these are the most economical regional national and international governments have shown increasing interest in it as they can choose to auction their permits to companies the resulting fiscal revenue of which then can be reinvested in a variety of other climate action programs or even be used for compensating low income households it also provides great flexibility for individual companies to decide how to best meet their obligations and helps them change their production to more sustainable ways The International Carbon Action Partnership's 2020 status report found that the initiatives around the world generated 53 billion US dollars in revenue and covered 21.7% of global greenhouse gas emissions with systems active in China, the EU, South Korea and California among several others. Carbon emissions trading increased rapidly in 2021 when China launched its national carbon trading scheme. becoming the world's largest carbon market it has made a voluntary pledge under the unfccc to lower co2 per unit of gdp by 45% in 2020 when compared to the 2005 levels additionally the european union emission trading system is the largest multinational greenhouse gas emissions trading scheme in the whole world with caps imposed on 31 countries even california's emissions from sources subject to the cap declined by 10% between the program's launch in within 5 years which is known to be the largest regional project these are just a few examples of the regions that have taken up this system and have been implementing it in their economic activities to reduce their carbon emissions however it has its own disadvantages too we can see that the system has given good results in many areas but do notice that these advancements are restricted to areas with high end technology and resources to go through with it also the good results are nowhere near the targeted level that were aimed for at the start of the program due to quite a few reasons firstly the cost of emitting an extra unit of emission differs in countries 
it was noted that the price for a ton of carbon dioxide reached from $1 in Mexico to $126 in Sweden, which makes it easier for rich, more sustainable countries to buy tariffs from the poorer developing ones. This discourages the developing countries from developing any eco-friendly technologies and for their activities as the credit are anyways going to be bought by the developing ones. Even the practice of artificial production of greenhouse gases with the sole purpose of recycling and gaining carbon credits has started in few countries, which are then sold to countries with high amounts of emission that leads them to not doing anything to reduce their emissions. Additionally, the average cost per ton is $10, which is much lower than it should be in order to stay within the two degrees target. Carbon prices need to reach much, much higher. Even the emission caps are not rigid enough in some regions to result in a significant reduction in emissions and therefore total allocations of allowances exceed actual emissions. There always lies the assumption of the cohesion model where all the stakeholders affected hold the equity, which is not the case here as the residents have no say in the system. Finally comes up the ethical question of allowing any entity to pay another to avoid meeting its ethical obligations. Observing these drawbacks, economists have pointed out other alternatives to the system like carbon taxes and direct regulations. A carbon tax directly sets a price on carbon by defining a tax rate on the greenhouse gas emissions or on the carbon content of the fossil fuels. It is different from a trading system as the emission reduction outcome of a carbon tax is not predefined, but the carbon prices. But firms still find ways to evade these too. Setting the cost for the carbon emissions is a commendable initiative, but not the end of the climate policy. A lot can be done to supplement the new markets in carbon emissions and to ensure an efficient and effective policy response to the threat of climate change. Reliance on carbon price increase alone is not only ineffective but inequitable as well as rich countries get easy access to carbon credits. This leads to a less equitable distribution of resources, not to a reduction in carbon emissions. Other policies are needed to offset the equity aspect and for the low carbon energy technologies for the future. Public sector in inventiveness is equally essential to ensure that the global economy follows a climate friendly path. Participation of developing countries like India is crucial for reducing carbon emissions as they can negotiate the globally harmonized carbon price at UNFCCC conferences and for potential roles and benefits for developing countries of other flexible mechanisms envisaged in the Kyoto Protocol. So let us hope for and work towards a more carbon-free economy in our own capacities.